must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream. Welcome to Great Men Back Then. Here's your host, Lauren Scott. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. My name is Lauren Scott, and welcome back to Great Men Back Then, the show where we talk about great people in American history. Today, we will be talking about Ray Bradbury, American author and screenwriter. He is most famous for his novel, Fahrenheit 451, which was published in 1953. He is also well known for writing many different varieties, including fantasy, science fiction, horror, mystery, and realistic fiction. The New York Times called Bradbury the writer most responsible for bringing modern science fiction into the literary mainstream. Bradbury was born into kind of a lower middle class family um, for a while before his dad could get a stable job. Um, His father pretty much just made enough to pay rent and put food on the table. His mother was a Swedish immigrant and his father came from an English background. Even from a young age, Bradbury was an avid reader. He always loved books, um, which makes sense that he would one day become an author and write many successful books. Um, In particular, Fahrenheit 451 being a book about books, or I guess a book without a world of books. Fahrenheit 451 is a fiction book um, that tells about a society where books are banned. And a lot of people think that This book is a prediction of what Bradbury thought America would be like, and to some extent, that is correct, but if you read the introduction of this book, actually, uh, it explains a little bit further how it isn't just solely a prediction. Bradbury kind of wanted to show that if America continues in its kind of lazy ways, in its ways of neglecting the arts, neglecting the classics, then this is a society that he could see happening. But it wasn't so much of a prediction of, oh, this is what's going to happen. It was a more, if we continue in our ways, this is something that could happen, if that makes sense. So first, let me explain the title, because I think it's pretty clever. So Fahrenheit 451, that is the temperature at which paper burns, which I think is a really fitting title because this book is essentially about book burning. And it is the life of a firefighter, Guy Montag. Um, He is the main character in this book. And he's a firefighter, which you would think would mean that he put out fires, um, but not in Bradbury's world. A firefighter in Fahrenheit 451 society means that if there is a household with books and the household refuses to give them up to 
give them to the government or to throw them away, then basically Montag is responsible to burn down the house uh, because the government sees people with books as a threat. They don't want them thinking for themselves. They don't want them learning anything new. They don't really want them acting like human beings. They want them to be very robotic. They want them to go through the actions. They want them to be distracted by screens. And so they see people with books as a threat and especially people who have books and refuse to give them up. They're the biggest threat of society because those kinds of people not only realize that books are good, but they realize that there is so much truth and there's so much beauty in the books and there's so much power and knowledge that they'd be willing to die than give up their books. They would be willing to die rather than live a life without knowledge and a life without being able to critically think without being criticized or without being punished by the government. I think that this book is probably one of my top favorite books. And by virtue of that, I think that Bradbury is one of the most talented authors that I've ever read. And so that's why I think he deserved a place on my show. And so today for most of the episode, I will be talking about Fahrenheit 451. And I believe that by talking about this book and by explaining its meaning and its influence, that will prove how Bradbury was a great man because he had a lot of insight. He had a lot of great thoughts. This book holds much truth. It's very timeless. He wrote this in the 50s and it has only become more applicable to our society. And so I definitely think that Bradbury is a great man. Um of course, for all of the other works that he did, but especially for writing Fahrenheit 451. The book starts when Montag is still a firefighter, and it talks about how he loved to burn. Actually, the very first line of the book, a very famous line, is, it was a pleasure to burn. And that is where we see Montag, kind of at the beginning of the book, His father was a firefighter. His grandfather was a firefighter. So naturally, he said he just kind of blindly followed them into this path of becoming someone who would burn people's houses down if they had books. And he didn't really give this much thought. It was just kind of what was expected. So it's what he did. And so obviously, we are introduced to a very tyrannical society and technology has replaced human interaction, and people have become very robotic and immoral. In this book, it's kind of interesting to see that there were a lot of, I I guess you could call them predictions by Bradbury that came true. He talks about like these glowing screens on the wall that people are just mesmerized by, uh, which definitely sounds like a lot of flat screen TVs. And so I think that that is brilliant of Bradbury, that he was kind of able to predict that people would be more interested in watching a glowing screen on the wall rather than having a face-to-face interaction. The missing piece in the society is knowledge, but the citizens have no way to obtain that since books are illegal and they would literally be um, persecuted if they did have books. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. 
My name is Lauren Scott, and this is the show Great Men Back Then. Today, we are talking about Ray Bradbury, American author and screenwriter, and most famous for his novel Fahrenheit 451. Knowledge is such a necessity in life because with knowledge comes virtue, and with virtue only then can citizens truly be free. We start to see the failed education system of this society whenever Montag, the firefighter, is introduced to his neighbor, whose name is Clarice. Now, the interesting about Clarice is we only really get to know her for a couple pages of the book because, unfortunately, she gets killed in a car accident. But Clarice, her her and her family, they read books, and not many people know about it, um, but that makes her different. She thinks, and she talks, and she engages in conversation with Montag, and at first Montag is a little bit thrown off by it, but this is something that kind of makes him rethink his life and rethink his decisions of becoming a firefighter. And Montag eventually starts stealing books from the houses they were supposed to burn and hiding them in his house. And I think that is largely influenced by Clarice. She asked him at one point during their conversation, they only had a couple conversations, but one of the first things she asked him was, did you know that there is dew on the grass in the morning? And this kind of stopped Montag in his tracks because he genuinely did not know if he knew that there was dew on the grass in the morning. And it's such a simple question, but it really portrays how the society does not think. They do not notice things around them because they are robotic and they just follow they just follow the routine. Clarice starts talking to Montag about the failed education system and she says that all they do is they talk about sports they paint, nobody asks questions, nobody reads books, and she said that she kind of sticks out in the classroom because she does like to ask questions. And so this has led to a society of very selfish and immoral people, and we will get into that um, later in today's episode, especially whenever we are introduced to Montag's wife, Millie, and her friends. They're pretty pretty good um, portrayal of how most citizens are in this society. After reading this book a couple times, I believe that the main point that Ray Bradbury is trying to convey is that only through knowledge can people become good, can people become virtuous, and can people become moral, and only when that happens can a society truly be free. And I think one of the main points to add on to this is that through gaining knowledge and becoming a better person, you also have to read the Bible in order to do this. And so Bradbury could have written this book in any way that he wanted to, um, but he chose that one of the first books that Montag reads um, is a snippet from the book of Matthew in the Bible. And 
this is one of the things that Montag first reads that makes him question everything. And he reads out of the book of the out of the book of Matthew, uh, the verse that says, "Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they toil not." And if you're familiar with that Bible verse at all, it's it's basically emphasizing um, how much God thinks of us as human beings. So, if God thinks so much of the lilies of the field, like they're just flowers. And they don't work. They don't really do anything other than sit there and look pretty. And the verse also goes on to say, like, consider the sparrow, like the little birds. Like, God cares so much for them. Just imagine how much more God cares for you. And this is a pivotal point in the story. And Bradbury is trying to convey that this this society, they don't think at all. Uh, they don't really act like human beings. They don't view themselves as human beings, especially in the way that they treat each other. But he's trying to emphasize that human life has such great value and we're here to serve such a great purpose. And God cares for us so much that he wants us to fulfill that purpose. And until we realize that and until we believe that, only then can we live a good life and only then can our society be truly free because if we don't believe these words, if we don't act like we're good people or if if we're not good people and if we're not moral, then our society is going to be tyrannical. It's not going to be a land of liberty. And so that's something that I really liked how Bradbury put an influence on and something that was kind of easy to miss the first couple times I read this book. But as I reread it, I saw the emphasis that Bradbury was putting on the Bible verses in this book and only a few times mentioned, but they, they hold, they hold a lot of meaning to further illustrate the robotic and moral citizens in this society that does not allow books. um, We can look at Montag's wife, Millie and her friends. So after Montag has rebelliously been reading books and poetry specifically he he can finally see the immorality in these women and it's very frustrating for him to see how they act and so he comes home and Millie has her friends over and they are having a conversation about a war that is currently going on and one of the women there was talking about how her husband was fighting in the war. And I believe that he was like already her second or third husband. And she was retelling the story of how she told her husband um, or well, they both told each other, like if one of them ever died, like don't cry, don't be sad. They'll just find another spouse. And so no need to like waste your time over that. And this really shows us how human life is not valued in this society and people are viewed as nothing more than a number. And again, it is when Montag was reading the verses in Matthew that he had the realization that the society was not okay. And so Bradbury is very much trying to convey the message that People need to read. They need to read truth. They need to read things that are timeless. 
in order to live a good life. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. My name is Lauren Scott, and this is the show Great Men Back Then. Today, we are talking about Ray Bradbury, American author and screenwriter, and most famous for his novel Fahrenheit 451. At the end of the book, the city is destroyed. And I 100% believe that this depicts how a society cannot survive or maintain its freedom without truth. Nobody can just define what they think is truth. Like there is objective truth and there has to be a a consensus of what that is. And people have to know the one and only truth. And once the city is destroyed, this is the first time that Montag is actually truly free to speak his thoughts. And although it, it is kind of an ominous ending in a way that the city is destroyed, there is a foreshadow of hope. Um, it talks about the tree of life, which is an allusion to the tree of life referenced in the Bible. And I believe that the tree of life is referencing the knowledge that Montag now has from reading books and will now be able to spread to people who are willing to listen to him. And this Bible verse is very significant. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, Like, not only is the Bible one of the most influential books in the world, but it again is kind of circling back to the other Bible verse referenced, and it's the most consistent book brought up in Fahrenheit 451. And on either side of the river there was a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruits every month. And the leaves of the tree were there for the healing of the nations." And so, although, like I said, in some ways it is a sad ending, there is, there is hope present because of the knowledge that the people can more likely be able to attain um, since the city has been destroyed and hopefully a lot of the corruption has also been destroyed there as well. And so I think Ray Bradbury is obviously a very brilliant man, very intelligent man, that he was able to write so much and convey so much. And honestly, such a short book. Like, if you wanted to, you could read this book in probably two to three days if you spent, like, a couple hours reading a day. Um, But the fact that he was able to convey such a powerful message and such a timeless message is not an easy thing to do. This is a book that I read in seventh grade, And I thought it was entertaining, but as I read it more throughout um, high school and college, I see that it's more than just entertainment. Every time I read it, I see more connections that connect to the Bible, that connect to America, and I think it's a brilliant piece of work. I also see a lot of connections between the society that Montag is living in And the society that we are currently living in right now, I think a lot of people would rather stare at a screen, be on their phone, watch TV, play video games, than read a book. 
It is rare to find somebody who wants to read a book solely for pleasure um, instead of just having to read it for a homework assignment or a college class assignment. And so I think that that's a very dangerous place to be in when we're not reading books because then we're not thinking for ourselves, we're not challenged, um, we're not forced to self-reflect in many ways. And so I think that the fact that Bradbury wrote this book in the 50s and yet in 2023 it's more applicable now than ever, I think that's a true testament to how how brilliant of a man he was. And so for all these reasons, for how great this book is, for how timeless these truths are, I argue that Ray Bradbury is a great man. Thank you for listening to Great Men Back Then. I'm Lawrence Scott on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Come back next week as we will discuss another great person who had a great impact on American history.